This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's get into it, man. Let's get into the rankings. Um, at number one, I had Patrick Mahomes against Cincinnati. Um, yep. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. I have him at number two against Tennessee at home. Uh, Josh Allen, I have him at three in New England. Now, I, I think this New England game might be a bit of a lower scoring one. Vegas has this as a forty-three and a half over under, so not super high scoring. Uh, right. Kirk Cousins looked fine against the Patriots last week, right? But Mm-hmm. You know, Hertz is rushing upside and the fact that his receivers and I'm comparing, you know, Hertz and or Josh Allen, whether who it should ha- have ranked above the other, uh, just like Hertz is rushing upside, man. Like and the fact that his receivers have pretty solid matchups against Tennessee, you know, hopefully A.J. Brown isn't throwing up so hard before the game <laughs> that he ruptures <laughs> a blood vessel in his eye like yeah. last week. I don't know if you guys have seen that picture of him in the locker room. With that, with that blood vessel just like straight up, he's like bloodshot. His whole eye is just red. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, Jalen Hurts is at home, you know. But it's close. Like I think I lean Hurts by a hair over Josh Allen this week. I would definitely, and we know that you know the Patriots got carved up by Kirk Cousins in prime time of all people. You know that was really weird because the Patriots defense had looked stout before that. I- I'm not going to say that that's going to continue this week um, with Josh Allen. Obviously Josh Allen is capable of that, but it does seem like he's still missing a couple of throws because of that injury he has to his elbow. So it's not obviously affecting him too much to the point where he's not fantasy relevant, but it could be a factor. You don't want to, th- you know, just dumb it down to that. But Jalen Hurts, I think is a much safer floor at this point. And the matchup isn't as bad, even though Tennessee is a good defense. Um, I think you should be able to get it done throwing, like you said, as long as A.J. Brown isn't throwing up, you know, everything inside of him. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but it, the offense in Philly is just so good. The rushing upside, I'd argue, is better than Josh Allen. Josh Allen does run a lot, but Jalen Hurts just has, you know, extreme rushing upside. I think that puts him above Josh Allen at this point. And Patrick yeah. Mahomes against Cincinnati, <laughs> that's a no-brainer top matchup. You know, it's just going to be another shootout. We've seen this matchup, I think, twice now in three years. Is that what it was? And this is going to be the third time? in three yeah. years so you know i love seeing that matchup it's great for fantasy I, there should be no problems with patrick mahomes moving forward he's on a streak i think right now 325 yards 325 plus pass yards in six straight games i don't think that's gonna you know wow. be broken this week unbelievable and that's yeah. why we have joe burrow at four because of that matchup and the high scoring game and mm-hmm. he's gonna have jamar chase back so you know this Do you ceiling... remember what jamar chase did the last time they played <laughs> yeah dude yeah dude and like well, he had three touchdowns in that game, I think, right? I think that's I think what it was. It was I'm pulling touchdowns. it up right now, yeah. Okay, please do. 
So against but Kansas City, let's see. Burrow, his ceiling of overall QB1, you know, any given week goes up now with Jamar yep. Chase back, you know, especially in this matchup against Chiefs. I'd say he has overall QB1 upside right now. Like, yeah, he could easily finish as a quarterback one on the week. Um, but yeah, if you remember what Jamar Chase did last time he played the Chiefs, uh, 55.6 PPR points on 12 targets. He had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. I'm not saying it's going to be that again, but it's definitely going to be a good game. That's the way he rolls uh, against the Chiefs. He's going to goodness. do very well. That that's that's a lot of fantasy points. It right is there. a lot of fantasy points. If I'm not oh mistaken, I think that was the most fantasy points of any player in a single game last season. And I'm not like we said, we're not saying that's going to happen again. But this matchup is going to happen. Very good for fantasy football. You it's going to so happen. Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> it's another four o'clock game. That's what that's when it was nice. last time. So if you're into any nuance like that, any like details, minute details that can influence a matchup, it's at four, just like it was last time um, when these two teams played. Hey man, like are you? I, I know this has nothing to do with this, but the Jets play at, at one o'clock. I think. Like, yeah. I want to see this game in prime time. Jets Vikings. I feel like it's going to be a good game. It I could don't know. be. I like mean, I just, I have a feeling like these are two good teams. You know, um, I just feel like this is going to be a good one, man. Well, I, I don't know. If you if you remember two weeks ago, they two or three weeks ago, I forget what it was. Three weeks ago, they had the Bills and the Vikings as a one o'clock kickoff, which made no sense. I, I don't understand what that was. Like you think they'd flex that? I know they have like yeah restrictions where they can't can't flex at yeah, a certain point. Yeah, that's what it is. And as, if you play on the East Coast. You know, usually you're playing uh, at one o'clock, you know, yeah. pretty much. Like if the game's in the East Coast, usually it's at one, unless it's a primetime game. Yeah. yeah. But for primetime, you talk about seeing the Jets and the Vikings. I'd like to see them in primetime too. Flex Dallas and Indianapolis out. Put them as a one o'clock game. Who cares? Like, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to jinx my Cowboys, but it should be a game that they're going to win pretty handily. So I think there's a much better matchup to be in the primetime slot, but they left it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. I got Herbert. At five against Vegas. Uh, no word on whether Mike Williams is going to be back this week or not. But I think regardless, I'm going to have him here at five. Yeah. Um, and then Hon- Justin. Uh, go ahead. Honestly, with Justin Herbert, it hasn't mattered if Mike Williams is there. We saw Justin yeah. Herbert with just Mike Williams. And he's not at all close to what he is with just Keenan Allen. You know, obviously Keenan Allen. True. Um, Josh Palmer's playing and, you know, DeAndre Carter, they've all been contributing. But with Keenan Allen, he looks like a different quarterback. And I called this a couple of weeks ago. I said, by Justin Herbert before you know his receivers start coming back and right now he has keenan allen and he looks like justin herbert that we come to know and love that we had seen two seasons before put up 20 points and 28 points in back-to-back weeks and he's got more good matchups coming up one against the raiders and then i forget who they play after that if i could pull it up quickly we have after that it's it's miami and then tennessee like come on these are excellent matchups for justin herbert so can't say i didn't see this coming he's looked really good you know these past few weeks and i expect that to continue i think we're gonna start seeing him more often ranked in the top five than not these next few yeah. weeks. Yeah, and it, and it depends on Justin Fields and, and what his status is going to be. I have him yeah. at six this week, um, assuming that he plays, right, um, at home against Green Bay. He just lost Darnell Mooney for the year. You know, that's a big loss in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still has the legs. You know, he can still get it done for you. Uh, I, I don't have as much confidence in him this week uh, if he plays like I did a few weeks ago, you know, before the shoulder injury, before losing Darnell Mooney. You know, but I want to see him do it. You know, uh, let's yeah. see how he rolls and whether they limit him, whether they, you know, limit the design rushes because of that shoulder injury. Who knows? Is he going to wear a harness? I would assume he he is because it's on that left side, you know. So I'm very curious to see how Fields is going to do. Hopefully he does play. I, I hope that he plays, you know, just for fantasy purposes, obviously. But I wouldn't be surprised if they held him out and just took 
erred on the side of caution these next few weeks because the season's obviously out of reach. Any type of outcome that's going to be playoffs, it, it's not even in the realm of possibility with the Bears. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of limited him. I'm worried that, you know, this injury is going to affect his rushing upside. Obviously, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles just shoved it down the Packers' throat with 363 rush yards last week. So we've seen what a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts could probably do. Um, but I don't think that those design rushings are going to be as often. Like he had, I forget how many attempts in a row. In the past in the past three games that he's played, he had 18 attempts, 13 attempts, 15 attempts. We're not going to see that, I don't think, at this point because of his shoulder injury. Even if he comes back and he's 90%, I think he's going to be a little bit more leery of running the ball um, and he's got to rely on his arm. And then now you're missing Darnell Mooney, you're right. I think that his legs and what we've seen from him doing with his legs is weren't it warrants him being up here at six but this might be a ceiling ranking just with the way the injury is going into this week i'm not saying it can't get better i'm saying in the next few weeks he might be able to get back to that top five but right now this week i temper expectations with justin fields yeah okay um and then i have lamar jackson at seven in a tough matchup against denver at home yeah. Um, you know, I guess if Sam Darnold can do it, he can, but, <laughs> but you know, the, the Ravens, you know, they need to rely on the ground game this week, right? And, you know, they yeah. need to get it done that way. Like whether it's a lot of Gus Edwards and a lot of Lamar, I feel like that's what they're going to have to do in order to have some production. I mean, Baltimore's going to win this game, but how close is it, is it going to be? Are they going to be able to get it done through the air against Denver? I, I, I don't see that. You know, Mark Andrews might be able to have a good game here, but if I was Denver, I would just be like doubling, doubling him all game long. Um, and that's kind of why Mark Andrews hasn't, you know, popped off because that's really all Lamar has had yeah. uh, lately. So that's the only thing I'm concerned about, you know. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling about Lamar this week, man? Because I have Geno Smith at eight against the Rams, right? Andy Dalton right. got it done against the Rams two weeks ago. So, you know, Geno will be fine, you know, and Geno might be safer than Lamar. But, you know, Lamar has the rushing upside. He can get it done too. That's why I had Lamar at seven. And yeah. Gino at eight. You can't rank Lamar any lower, I think, than seven at this yeah. point, just because of his rushing upside, even though it has been a bit diluted compared to what we've seen in the past. You know, the rushing upside still stands to, you know, make his production a lot better than it would be with any other quarterback. The thing that kind of sticks out to me is he scored nine total touchdowns in the last and eight total touchdowns in the last seven weeks which is like not Lamar-type numbers. And it's really upsetting because he hasn't had bad fantasy output, and that speaks to what his rushing volume can do for him as a quarterback in fantasy, you know? So it'll keep him relevant, but the touchdowns haven't been there, and we've seen that. You've definitely been feeling it if you've been playing Lamar, that he hasn't had the upside he's had recently. It might be because of a lack of weapons you could say that because, you know, he's throwing to Mark Andrews and who else? I mean, there's not really anybody else on that roster. I'd be like, okay, they're going to make a di- they're going to be a different difference maker on the Ravens or on any other team. He's throwing to yeah. Devin Duvernay. And um, I forget, he, his most recent uh, flavor Marcus of the week. Robinson had like one catch last week. Yeah, the flavor <laughs> of the week this past week against the Jaguars was Josh Oliver. Is that who that yeah. tight end was? Yeah, he Josh kept, Oliver. He looked like Mark Andrews, you know, running around out there. You're like, oh, Mark <laughs> Andrews going for a touchdown and catches the pass. No, Josh oh, Oliver. Man. So he came out of nowhere. It's just been, you know, a throw-together group at wide receiver for the Ravens. And I think Lamar is suffering from that. He's doing his best, but we might – have to lower expectations for Lamar the rest of the season because the offense, there's just no weapons. There's not really any punch to it besides Lamar. And if they can just dial in on Lamar defenses, you know, he's great when you have other weapons to do it. But if you could dial in on Lamar, it's kind of been proven that his production is going to suffer because of it. Yeah, man. 
it, it does suck because a lot of people did did draft him to have that ridiculous you know overall QB one upside, and we haven't seen that in a while. We haven't seen it since week two and three. I mean, outside yeah. of that, every other game, I think he's averaging probably sixteen points a game, which still. You know, with the amount of touchdowns that he's scoring being so low, you know, the rushing up, it's like, like I said, it speaks to the rushing upside that he has. So you can't rank him very low, but the upside is capped right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have Trevor Lawrence ranked at number nine this week, kind of high, but he's going up against Detroit, who has given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. I think he has some rushing upside this week, too. Aaron Rodgers had 40 rushing yards against them a few weeks ago. Uh, (laughs) Fields had that 147-yard game, right? Daniel Jones had a 50-yard game against them. Josh Allen, 78 yards. Uh, And before the bye, Lawrence had a 53-yard game, a 26-yard game on the ground. Um, He hasn't thrown a pick since week eight against Denver. You know, he threw for 321 yards and three touchdowns last week against Baltimore, which was super impressive. That was one of his best games I've ever seen from him. And Mm -hmm. this game this week against the Lions is going to be a very high-scoring game. Preciser has his game at a 50-point total. They have it ending, you know, in a one-point game. So, uh, again, like we said before, high-scoring games, close games, that's what we want for, you know, good fantasy outputs. Yeah, definitely. Trevor Lawrence looks so good it's so weird saying that because he hasn't been in his career but he looked so good last week against the ravens and you could definitely build on this going from the ravens to the lions offense defense you know i think he's in line for a big day he's clearly he's trusts his receivers the offense is getting better if travis Etienne's in the backfield i think it gets even better even though jermichael hasty was doing his thing the offense overall has looked pretty good trevor lawrence is having a promising season you know which is really all you could really ask for after that rookie season that was terrible with urban meyer so many yeah. explanations and things that went wrong. You know, it looks like they're finding stability. And the play calling is also helping. You know, Doug Peterson, he's aggressive. And it looks like, you know, obviously that two-point conversion, you can make an argument that anybody would have maybe gone for that. But Doug Peterson, you know, he's putting the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hands and letting him do his thing, which is what you want, especially from your fantasy quarterback. Um, you can start him as a QB2 this week and be really happy. He has super high upside. Um, and if you need him as a QB1, he'll be fine in this matchup because it's Detroit. I think it'll be another high-scoring game. Yeah, I, I mean, I have him ranked as my QB nine this week, so I have I have him ranked over Dak Prescott. You know, I have him at ten against yeah. Indy this week. You know, he's been solid. You know, ever since he's been back. Um, you know, I have Tua at eleven. He's going against San Francisco, um, so that's why I have him down a bit from Tua's usual usual spot around six or seven. Right, yeah. tough matchup, but at the end of the day, I'm okay starting Tua. Like, I'm not just going out of my way to bench him this week. He can have a good week any given week because of the weapons that he has, right? I think I still think he has a high floor, um, but it's a tough matchup this week. So the, I, I don't think the ceiling is going to be quite there. Yeah, I, it might not quite be there, but you never know because these games tend to get, you know, messy fast in terms of scoring. It looks like it's a superpower on defense with the 49ers versus superpower on offense with the Dolphins. And you figure something's got to give. I would give the edge a little bit to the offense here. Uh, I don't think the 49ers have faced anything like the Dolphins have in a few weeks. And that is kind of evidence. It's impressive. They haven't allowed a second half point in the last four weeks on defense. But 
this is a different animal with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And Tua is yeah, a very sure. good passer. He might not be like in terms of talent. He might not have the arm talent Justin Herbert or the legs of Lamar, but he's a very high quality quarterback. He's going to be able to get it done. He's been good for you in fantasy too. I don't think the the matchup hurts a little bit, but it's not to the point where I wouldn't trust starting him if he was my QB one the past few weeks. I'd throw him back in there. I wouldn't consider, even though Mike White's right there and he looks good, Deshaun Watson has a good matchup. I would still leave Tua in because this these types of games that are high stakes, you know, look good on paper um, and look good, you know, as far as matchup quality. Obviously, you got two very good record teams. They're kind of the games where teams kind of tend to pop off. So I think that Tua can get it done for you this week. I wouldn't be too worried about him, but I wouldn't be surprised either if his upside was under. Would you start him over Dak, Trevor, Gino? I would maybe start him. I'll maybe start him over Trevor Lawrence. See, I'm I'm not. I might be a little biased about Dak. I feel like he can have a good game, but I think if you look at the matchup, Dak is just a little bit better. Um, I would start. Okay, so my rankings would go Tua. Dak, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence still be QB one for me, but it would be Tua at eight, Dak at nine. I'm not, I'm not Tua I'm, at nine, I'm, Dak at ten. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, yeah. And then I have Mike White at number twelve against Minnesota. You know, then Deshaun Watson at thirteen, right? So White is going up against Minnesota this week. Minnesota has been really bad through the air. Uh, yeah. Quarterbacks have averaged two hundred ninety-two passing yards against them over the last five weeks. I think Minnesota scores, you know, I think, you know, they get some points up despite a tough Jets defense. And I think Mike White can get it done again this week. And I think it might be a little crazy to rank him above Deshaun Watson, but we just haven't seen Watson play in a long time. And it's his first week back. You know, I get that it's a revenge game in Houston, a lot of emotions, I'm sure. But, you know, Houston has given up the third least fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. So, you know, between the two guys, give me Mike White. I, w- I would agree with him. And, you know, we talk about Deshaun Watson. We know what he can be because we've seen it when he was on the field. It feels like it was forever ago because it was forever ago the last time he was on the field. But he's on a good offense and it's a really bad defense. But you still have to temper expectations because I figure there is a lot of rust that has to be knocked off, you know, for Deshaun Watson. And like I said yesterday on the podcast, this is the team you want to go against if you're going to be knocking off the rust. I think that'll be good for Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out slow. And then, you know, eventually picks it up. The second half might be much better for him than the first half. But this shouldn't be a close game anyway. They have Nick Chubb. They might not have to lean on Deshaun Watson to do a whole lot this game because the Texans' run defense is horrendous. Um, So I think Mike White, having Mike White over him against a Vikings defense that has allowed, what is it, 40 plus 26, 66 points, you know, tons of yardage, just a bad passing defense in Minnesota. I think it makes sense to have Mike White over him. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Derek Carr. At 14 against the Chargers, I have Tom Brady at 15 against New Orleans. Jimmy G at 16 against Miami. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in the 49ers offense last week against New Orleans. You know, they had a couple of good matchups that they could have t- t- taken advantage of, and they didn't. Um, Jimmy G didn't look great last week. No. Um, but hopefully the Saints, they can get it, uh, get it right this week. The Saints defense isn't that bad. The team no, no, they're not. Bad. But, uh, the Saints are a, yeah. they're a tough matchup. Yeah, um, there have been quarterbacks that have done pretty well against them, and I feel like with all the offensive firepower that the 49ers had, I kind of feel like they should have you know, had a better game on offense. But you're right. I mean, there are some key playmakers on that Saints defense that made it hard for Jimmy last week, no doubt. But like you said, you know, if you like Tua this week against San Francisco, or at least you, know, you don't hate him this week yeah. against San Francisco, 
then, you know, maybe this ends up being a high-scoring game, and then Jimmy G has to air it out a little bit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes the case. I don't think, as good as the 49ers defense is, they're going to be able to hold Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, to uh, out of the end zone, you know, like they have to other teams in the past few weeks. And the 49ers offense we know is capable of getting it done. We saw it, was it two weeks ago in Mexico City? you know, against the Cardinals. And granted, they were pretty banged up coming into that game, but they look good. And we saw what they can do when they're firing on all cylinders. That's going to be required against the Dolphins, I think. Um, even if it isn't like 40-40, you know, a 27-24 game, you're going to have to have the offense clicking. So I, I think that could definitely happen this week. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a big reason why if they're scoring high. So I don't hate Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I, I do agree having him ranked here as a mid QB2. I don't think his upside's fantastic just because of the way that this offense runs. And especially if it runs through Christian McCaffrey, we'll see how that goes. But Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to be asked to do too much. He's efficient and he's a game manager. He's right about where he should be, you know, every week. He doesn't have upside like other guys. This uh, Vegas has this game at a 46 and a half over under. You taking the over on this one? I, I want to take the over on this one because, like I said, two heavyweight teams. I don't see it going poorly in the scoring department. <laughs> what time is this game? I want to know. Uh, has it been flexed or no? Some good four it's a, some good four o'clock games this week. Eh, Seahawks, cool. Rams, nah. Yeah, no. the, the, the main slate that you're looking at is Miami and San Francisco and then Kansas City and Cincinnati. Right. Okay. So at least we have two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um that's awesome. All right, let's see. Aaron Rodgers, I have him at 17. We talked about him earlier. Kirk Cousins at 18. This might be too low for Cousins. Uh, you know, but the Jets, you know, they have a tough defense. He's been solid most weeks. He did really good against New England last week. Uh, but the Jets, I think they might give him more problems than New England gave him last week. Are you starting Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, Tom Brady, Derek Carr this week? I feel like I would. Everybody except for Derek Carr. And it's funny because we crap on Derek Carr a lot on this podcast. But I would <laughs> I would put Derek Carr at 14, shift Kirk Cousins to 15, and leave Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Aaron Rodgers intact. I, I think that Kirk Cousins is good enough. He's been consistent enough to where I don't have to worry about him putting up a dud. The only two duds that he's had this season were against Dallas and Philly when they got smoked. I don't think they're getting smoked by the Jets. So you should be good with, with Kirk Cousins. He has the upside, too. He just did it. He did his thing in prime time, you know, against a good Patriots defense. So maybe he rides that momentum against another AFC East opponent, opponent and he does well against the Jets. I'm not saying it's going to be as high scoring as it was last week, but I think he should be able to get done for you this week, at least better than I think Tom Brady will fare. Tom Brady historically has been bad against the Saints, you know, since he's joined the Buccaneers. And then Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers we talked about. Yeah. Now, do you think Aaron Rodgers, are you not starting him over Kirk Cousins? The matchup is fine. Yeah, but you're not starting him over Aaron Rod Kirk Cousins because of the injury. Um, I don't want to say it's because of an injury. I just think that this offense is kind of, eh. You know, and it looked yeah. all right against the Eagles, but Chicago, it's it's. I mean, he is Chicago's daddy. He is. Yeah, he owns them still, right? In his own words, we'll say that. I just think Kirk Cousins with the <laughs> Kirk Cousins has much better playmakers around him, right? And Aaron Rodgers, he does have Christian Watson, and he's looked better. You know. Definitely Aaron Rodgers has with Christian Watson, you know, kind of emerging as a wide receiver one. But Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. He has Adam Thielen. Guys that you can throw to TJ Hawkinson. I think the supporting cast is better. And, you know, the script for the Vikings game is a little bit better, too. Um, it's two good teams, Jets, Vikings, and then two bad teams between Chicago and Green Bay. 
Okay, perfect. And then we have Jared Goff to round it out at 19 against Jacksonville. Don't sleep on Jared Goff this week. He could put up some numbers today, especially in what could be a high-scoring game like we talked about uh, yeah. against Jacksonville. And then I have Daniel Jones at 20 against Washington. Yeah, Jared Goff didn't look bad on Thanksgiving. If you watch the game, he was, he was throwing some nice passes, and it came down oh, yeah. to Amon Am- St. Brown doing his thing, and he did. Oh, yeah. And Amon oh, St. Yeah. Brown, he, he's looking like he did last season this time of year, so maybe, you know, I yep. know you were happy he with his a, performance then. And he has a pretty good matchup out of the slot this week against Jacksonville. Yeah, more on okay. him tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. More on him tomorrow. The rank, wide receiver and tight end ranking show is tomorrow. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 